Wow, we are so blessed here. And again, I extend a warm welcome to each and every one of you who have joined in our joy-filled community this morning in our sacred service. And today, we have a special guest speaker, Reverend Jill Brocklehurst, who is the spiritual director at the Center for Living in Campbell River. And the center in Campbell River just signed a new mortgage agreement, have a newly upgraded and renovated building, and a multi-purpose room and a sanctuary. So it's a very exciting time for Jill and her community, seeing a part of their long-term vision as they open the doors of the Wellness Center for Spiritual Living. And Jill has three adult boys, and you can ask her after service. She has 1.5 grandchildren a chocolate lab, a labradoodle, and shares a rich and full life with her partner, Blake. Jill will be speaking on the individual expressions of an infinite creator. So please give a warm welcome to Reverend Jill. Thank you. (sighs) Martin's music's great. Why don't we just take a breath and close our eyes and collectively breathe in and then let it go. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Just coming back to the present moment. I'd like to begin my talk with a um, a short video clip that we've prepared for this morning, so. Cue. Open wide my Open Open wide my agenda is I would love for you to come and support the speakers and the musicians so that it's a prosperous event for everybody. But most of all, my agenda is that you come because it's an event for you. And it, it's um, perfect for the talk today which is, all the music seems to be in line with it, that I was listening to Martin's song, and I caught the line this time, don't want to be just another man. And he, you know, how many different ways did he say that? I don't want to just be this flesh and skin. I don't want to just be. I want to be something else is the message. And, and so what happens at the Circle of Love is we get to give ourselves that gift of breaking free of the routines of our life, our daily life, and immerse ourselves in five days where we're dancing with, as Dr. David Leonard would say, the beloved, where we're dancing with that heart where we're dancing with that inner voice that is showing us what we really want to be and do in life. And so my agenda around that is that everybody has the opportunity to experience that for themselves. What is that voice wanting inside for me to do? And I think we lose touch with that. You know, I was preparing for today's talk and reading over some a basic skeleton of today's notes and the notes for today. And and I all of a sudden thought of the movie The Truman Show. How many people have seen it? Okay, you're gonna wanna watch it again after today. And it popped into my head, it was, um, I guess came out in 1998, so you've had lots of opportunity to watch it. And Jim, Jim Carrey plays Truman Burbank. And he's this insurance salesman leading an idyllic life, right? Everything's perfect. Nothing goes wrong in Sea Haven Island. And what they've done is this man, Kristoff, has created 
Ever since Truman's birth, he's had a camera on him, and he's created this bubble in which Truman lives. And all the people and all the things that happen in the bubble are but actors performing around him and, and moving him in a direction that works for everybody, but perhaps Truman. Ever feel like that? That there are people in our lives that mold us and move us in directions that work for them, and yet we're screaming inside going, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, we just, we just um, Christmas wasn't lo long ago, right? I know Christmas can be one of those times where we've got all these things pulling at us at what to do, what we should be doing, where we should be going, what's the right way to be. And so... This is a perfect opportunity to see what it was like for Truman as he got molded into this direction. And yet there's a voice inside that just wants to blank. What is that? Where is it that's the truth for each and every one of us? I know that, you know, there's this stirring within and there must be, there is within me and there must be within you or you wouldn't be here. I think that people like ourselves are drawn to centers like this because there's something inside that's saying, there's something more. There's another way. Perhaps I might... And we're not maybe quite sure what that is, and so we take the opportunity to come on Sundays to open to that voice within and connect with a safe environment where we can allow it to express, where we don't feel so pulled and pushed. Truman, at the beginning of the show, he's doing a really great tool, I recommend, mirror talk. How many of you have done that before? We stare in the mirror? Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, I was teaching last week, and it came up in our class, and, and I asked the students, so who does mirror talk? And uh, everybody kept their hands and looked down. I'm like, that's it. We all got them up out of their seats. We went into the bathroom right now, in front of everybody. And I went, yeah. So there's, there's um, Truman, and he's in front of the mirror, un not knowing there's a camera behind the mirror. And he's saying to himself, I'm not going to make it. You're going to have to go on without me. And then he says back to himself, no way, mister. You're going to the top of this mountain, broken legs and all. And so you get that feeling right at the beginning, this inner turmoil, right? Stay or go. Stay or go. You know, that pull within us that is asking us to do something different. And you know, his best friend in the movie speaks out in an interview and says, not to Truman, but says to the people who watched this real reality TV show, says that everything in there is real, nothing's fake. The whole show's real. It's simply controlled. Hmm. Well, I believe for you and I that there's a challenge that we face and that this supposed real life is but an illusion that we keep bumping up against. That there are control measures that we allow to become part of our daily expression. Messages that we allow to feed us and direct us. And I believe that we are really the creators of our own experience. That we have the power within us to manifest our lives in the way that works for us. I believe that. I practice it. Although I think that what happens in this teaching is that when we come into this philosophy and we're taught your thinking creates your reality, if you want to know what you're thinking, look at your life, we go, no way. I didn't create that car accident. 
You know, I didn't create my broken leg. My thinking didn't create that. How can that be so? Well, I think that, you know, we run this path of somewhere in between those messages of what part do we control and what part don't we control. Inevitably, this teaching teaches all of it we are in control of. So let me give you an example. The easiest one for me is snow. And if we were to open the doors wide and all of a sudden the wind was blowing horizontal and the snow was coming down and we were all standing at the door looking at it, each one of us would be having a totally different experience. Would we not? I know for me, I love snow. It's the first thing I post in November out on the island when it starts coming down sometimes. And so I post, I love snow all over the place and everybody's freaking out because the snow's coming. Well, maybe you might be looking out at that snowstorm and and think, oh my gosh, I have to drive home. How am I going to get home? Or maybe somebody's trying to catch a flight. How am I going to catch that flight? And meanwhile, I'm gearing up and putting on my snow gear and going cross-country skiing and shoveling everybody's driveway because I love it so much. And yet the snow is the same. It hasn't changed. It's still horizontal. It's still coming down hard. So we bring to our lives ourselves, our own personal reflection of what we believe to be true. And we get to decide how we react to that. Today's talk's titled Individual Expressions of an Infinite Creator. We're all different. And our differences are part of this great whole. It's what makes life amazing. There was something... Oh, Ernest Holmes says, though, that the one manifests itself through all its creation, but is not absorbed by its creation. So there's something very stale and stagnant that was happening at the beginning of the Truman Show. He felt uneasy, that maybe life could be more. The adventure spirit in him was wanting something else. And he walked out of his house and a light from the, this very large studio, which looks like earth, came down and smashed down in front of him. And he looked at it and touched it and didn't know what it was. And it got him thinking, there's something else. And events continued to happen that stirred within him an idea of something else. But here's the challenge, you know. Here he is living this idyllic life. There's nothing much going wrong, really. His wife and him suck, but whatever. It's not bad. She's nice, right? He can't really point his finger to anything that's wrong. And I was talking with my girlfriend over this last week, and she had a really profound way of looking at life. She said, you know, there's hot and there's cold, and then there's lukewarm. And, and around the world, different cultures live at different points on the spectrum, But our Western culture mostly is lukewarm. There's nothing majorly wrong going on. For the most part, we just go through the motions and we live every day the way we lived yesterday and we go through the motions. We're lukewarm. And it's all good. The challenge with that is we can turn into a culture of the walking dead. Have you ever heard that expression? Just going through the motions. Now, not us, of course, right? Some of you agree. We wouldn't be here if we were the walking dead. We're the ones that are going, there's something else going on. We're the ones who are saying, wait a minute, I don't want to do it that way. 
I want to do it my way. There's something in me that wants to express and to be and to become and to achieve and to grow. Well, Christoph, who was the mind behind this place where Truman lived, he's being interviewed and he's the producer of this reality TV show. And he's being interviewed and they ask him and they say, Christoph, why is it that Truman has never up until now thought about leaving, thought about going somewhere else off this island? And, And he replies and it's profound and he says, we accept reality of the world with which we are presented. We settle. Sorry. But really, I mean, okay. So, here at the center, though, I think there's no settling happening. I think, like Truman, we're evolving. We sense something more. We sense our individuality. We sense the call from within. There's this woman who calls up Kristoff on the show, and, he, and she says, Truman wants free. Let him free. And they have this argument over, over the air. And Kristoff says, Truman doesn't want free. He prefers his cell. But Sylvia believes he's wrong. And all of us join as we're watching, I believe as we watch the movie, we kind of join in sync with her prayers. Truman, I know you can do it. Truman, I know you can do it. I know you can. And we all watching the movie and those within the movie, they're all praying, you know, you, there's flashes to the bar where there's all these people watching the show and everybody's like, oh, he can do it. Isn't that the wish we have for everybody? We can do it. We can cross over that boundary. We can make the step. In Signs of Mind, we learn that persistent, constructive thought is the greatest power ever known and the most effective. The truth is always the remedy. The truth is that law of liberty is the only real law. When we reverse the process of thought, the effect will be reversed. Many of you have heard perhaps the story of the, or the allegory of the cave presented by the philosopher um, Plato. He was speaking here last week, wasn't he? Come on. Anyway, Plato, I want to explain it to you. I was looking at the details because I think the analogy is fascinating. So imagine people chained and all they can do is face forward. They can't look down. They can't look sideways. They can just face forward at a blank wall. And behind these chained people is this wall. And the wall's about four, four or five feet high. And what happens is there's a fire behind the wall. And then other people have like puppets on a stick and they walk behind the wall and the shadows, the fire, the light of the fire casts a shadow of the objects on the wall. But you can't see the people behind the wall. You can't see the makers, the people, the actors that are creating this scenario on the wall. And these people chained are facing the wall and all they see is the shadows. And meanwhile, the people behind the wall are making sounds and the people chained, all they can hear are the, the sounds bouncing off the wall and they think it's the shadows. And the shadows become the life that they live and they believe it to be true. They have no idea of whatever else is going on in their life. They live in a bubble like Truman. How many of us have created that bubble 
where we create a reality and we live it and we believe it to be true. We're going to argue that we're victims to this circumstance. This is the way it is. There's no other way. And somebody says, no, there's possibility. You can do it differently. And, you, and you'll say, no, I'm not going to do it differently. I tried that once and I failed. And I got pushed back into my bubble because that's the true reality, the one that I live in, right? Ever been stuck there? I have. And fought for it. You know, it's a crazy thing. Ernest Holmes says that man walks back and forth, enslaved by the shadows of the walls that he has erected between himself and reality. The barriers are phantoms, misconceptions. They're not real. The truth alone has the power to let the sunlight of the eternal God, the fire, shine through the shadows of his imprisoned soul and set the captive free to know himself. Truman senses his imprisonment and he tries to break free in many, many ways. There's one point in the, in the movie, what do you call those circle things that you guys have when you're driving? Traffic circles. Okay, so he's driving along and he gets in a traffic circle and he's going around and around and around and around and he wants to break free. And he's caught in a traffic circle, right? Like our lives. Caught in this traffic circle, but he's going to break free. So he picks a rope, boom, and he goes out. And what Christoph does is he creates a traffic jam in front of him. Ever had that experience? You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to step past this barrier of my life. I'm going to step into something new. I'm going to be the person that I was meant to be. And boom, traffic jam. Throws you right back into where you were again, right? Sound familiar? I've worked with so many students and so many people in this teaching and um, some people now, what's happening for me is a lot of people are coming up to me and saying, you know, I really want to do some one-on-one -on -one work with you. I really want to push through this, this boundary, this barrier. I, I sense it. I'm at that edge. It's like, you know, the um, plane when they take a plane and they fly it up to the sound barrier and they want to fly past. Have you had that ever explained to you? And so they take the plane and they're flying through the sky and they get close to the speed of sound and the plane, it starts shaking and it starts falling apart and they want to do it though. They want to cross that sound barrier and they're going and everything's crumbling and all of a sudden, and they're past the barrier. And life is like that. You know, and so these students of mine, these, these people that come to me and they want to do one-on-one, -on -one, I say, okay, we can do it. But like Sylvia, who's praying for Truman, I say, we're going to do the work though. I'm going to call you on your boundary. We're going to talk about it and I'm going to help you push through it. And man, you should see them shake in the chairs. They cry and they shake and I'm like, okay, I get the tears. Now let's move through. Ah, ah, I can't quit my job. What if... I can't leave my partner, what if? And my job is I, I tell them up front, I'm not going to stop there with you. I'm going to push and I'm going to push. And sometimes they leave. They don't want to do it. And that's okay. That's okay. But I know they'll come back because that stirring within is that calling that we can't continue to avoid or it makes us sick. I have so many stories I could tell you, but if I go off topic, I'm going to be here all morning, all afternoon. So near the end of the movie, Truman's determined. 
And he knows that he can't tell anybody because he's been sharing this with his best friend and every time it leaks out, there's another block, right? So like a good idea that's stirring within, we gotta keep it to ourselves. You know, keep that idea inside and let it percolate, let it boil, let it build energy. So like that, Truman doesn't tell anybody and he manages to sneak out of camera's view and make it to the water's edge and and then gets in a boat and heads out on the whatever water it is, a lake, an ocean, who knows what it is. And as he gets out there, Christoph finally finds him out in the water and decides to create a storm, right? That place of resistance creates a storm. He's going to stop him from continuing to move towards getting free of this bubble. And the storm builds and the waves build and the the sailboat rocks and Truman's thrown from the boat but he swims back and he catches a line and he ties it to him and he says, you're going to have to kill me to stop me. And he's determined to make it to the end and so what happens is Christoph turns the dial and increases the waves and increases the wind and soon a big tidal wave comes and it smashes down on the boat and the boat turns over and capsizes and Truman's tied to the boat so he's held underwater and you can see him floating there and you think, oh, He did it. He killed him. And so they break the storm. And the boat writes. And Truman's tied to the boat and he's hanging off the side. But then he coughs and he sputters. Right? He's got people praying for him. A practitioner probably. And he grabs that line and he pulls the sail back up. And he goes back to the rudder and he continues to sail towards the blue sky, the apparent blue sky, freedom. And what happens is he realizes this life, this illusionary life, has to have a place where it ends and truth begins. And he's hopeful and he's got that Jim Carrey grin on his face. And all of a sudden, boom! And he drives right into this blue wall that looks like sky, and and the nose of the boat goes right through it. And there beside him appears a staircase and a door. And he's thrilled. He hit the edge of his bubble. He made it through the storm. And so he makes his way up the stairs to the door that is the way out to that place of unknown freedom. And just as he's climbing the stairs and reaches the top, Kristoff comes out over a loudspeaker and says, You can't leave. You're too afraid. And Truman stops at the door and he turns around and he says, you don't know what's in my head. You have no idea and you can't stop me. And he says, farewell, and he walks through the door to freedom. Movie ends. Right? It's that bliss on the other side. We don't need to know what happens. We know he's free. And so, what kind of bubble have we created in our own life that imprisons us to our own reality that isn't working for us? All we have to do is make it through the storm and trust and pray and know that there is an infinite universe that is forever with us, guiding us to a bigger idea of our lives. It's the truth. 
And when we hold fast to the truth, that's why we come and we study, we go to classes, because the more we study and the more we understand about the truth, the bigger idea we have about the possibility of our life. I've been reading the life of, the, of Yogananda. Brilliant book, by the way. And that message within it is constant. You can't know God. It's infinite. How can we know something infinite? So the studying of spirit, of truth, never ends. But the studying must begin. Because as we study, we get a bigger and bigger idea of the life we can live. And unless we study, we remain in our little comfortable bubble. And that's okay too. But if you have something stirring within you that wants to be set free, it's places like this. It's places like the retreat on Quadra Island where you are totally immersed in truth for five days. You don't have to think about cooking. You don't have to think about anybody else. Leave your family at home. All you have to do is roll in and out of bed. They feed you. They sing to you. They inspire you. And you step out into the wilderness and you watch the whales and you hear the eagle song. And that opening happens. That expanded idea of the truth within us awakens. And we bring that idea home and with an, with an inspired empowerment, the power of spirit behind it saying, yes, you can, I can. I can live the life that is meant for me. Ernest Holmes says, people must realize that no matter how infinite the infinite may be, it can only become them what it can become through them. So we create the opening to allow more of the infinite in. The energy of spirit can never be exhausted. We can never open enough. It's a continual expansion and a continual growth. And Truman felt this. Do you? This desire to be. Our attitude that can cause this feeling of restriction and it's our attitude and our determination that needs to hit that storm of restriction and move through to the other side. To experience truth in our lives. So I want to know for you, as much as I want to know for me, that we feel that urge and that we have the faith and trust and know in something bigger. That we're called from within and without to a greater expression of life. And there's nothing in spirit that can say no to that reality. Let us say yes to the divine creative impulse within us today and every day. Let's be like Truman Burbank and hold fast through the storm and walk through that door to freedom. I love you and I bless you and join me in knowing the truth that there is just one life. And I breathe it in and I let it go. I see myself as a conduit of the infinite expression of the one divine source pulsating through me, guiding me, pointing me in the direction and holding me up through the storms of my own consciousness.
For I recognize and know on the other side is a life of bliss, of joy, of freedom unknown to me now. I recognize the storm is the doorway through possibility and potential. And so I invite the storm, bring it on. And I walk through it with spirit at my side, spirit holding me up, and I am so grateful. I'm grateful for this inner courage, for this divine knowing within me that carries me forward so that I might experience a greater idea of life and that I might spread it and share it and create a world that works for everyone by my example and support other people to do the same. I'm so grateful, so grateful to know this and so grateful that the people here with me today also know this as a truth. That the word has been spoken unto a law and if you choose to take these words for yourself, I invite you to surrender and let it go knowing it is already done, that spirit is already here, ever-present, soaring us forward and outward and upward, always. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you. Thanks.